Reef Therapy by Reef Builders is powered by ICP Analysis. What's in your water? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Remy and Mark and Raj. Hey, this hey. is the Reef Therapy Podcast. We wanted to uh, we wanted to just pop on here and just you know have a little have a little discussion and then talk about all the things that have been going on with Reef Builders because it's you know there's been a lot of change over the last several months. Uh, for those yeah. of you that yeah. don't know me. I've run the Bahama Lama Coral YouTube channel for the past, I don't know, three years or so. I've kind of documented my reefing journey as I go. Very transparent. I don't hide anything because we all go through the bubble algaes and the green hair algaes and all of that. And how do we, you know, battle that and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of my claim to fame is just trying new things and, you know, spawning clownfish and cutting scolies in half and seeing what happens and, you know, kind of going outside the box. So if you have followed the Bahama Lama Coral YouTube channel, I'll be over on the Reef Builders channel a lot more these days. So Mark, how are you doing? This is the first time that a lot of people are seeing you again. Mark is back. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. I was uh, sitting outside, nice weather here in Georgia right now, drinking a beer like, oh, it just hit me. Like this is my first reef therapy you know after jake so but it's good i'm excited you know it's uh good to see where this all goes yeah for sure and uh raj how are you tonight great you know like uh like mark said some nice weather finally here in uh georgia well at least for this week so kind of a perfect day for it yeah and yeah yeah what are you guys drinking what, what's the, what's the the beer of the the night i am slumming it <laughs> I got, well, I don't want to offend anybody that's a fan, uh, but I'm drinking a Miller Lite um, because I can have several and, you know, still keep my wits about me. Sure. So. Sure. Raj, what do you I'm a uh, Terrapin Hopsecutioner, my uh, local Athens, okay. Georgia beer. Yeah. Go dogs. Very nice. It's a good beer. Uh, going with the uh, Bud Select, Cuz St. Louis. There you go. And you can smell the brewery if you stand in my backyard. <laughs> oh really no no i'm a little far away but uh, there is a neighborhood that's right outside of the brewery called soulard which is kind of like a hipster area of town uh lots of you know younger couples and younger people and that kind of thing and you can smell the hops in the air it's wild if i don't know if you've ever been to a, a large brewery i mean this is yeah, one of, yeah. this is the biggest in the country but yeah aren't there neighborhoods that were built by budweiser like these historic homes they're now historic yeah but they were part of that whole brewery buildup. yeah there's a lot of that uh and and it's funny because there's a lot of the uh bars in the area could only serve all ab products they couldn't serve anything <laughs> else that's so, cool uh, that's not the case anymore uh we've got so many different microbrews here and you know maybe we'll feature those in some upcoming reef therapy podcasts but yeah, micro uh, microbrews uh, have blown up everywhere oh yeah 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 raj i want to start with you because i feel like you're uh, i guess i i'm the newest to the reef builders team but you know i think a lot of people have a lot of questions for you after the announcement of you taking over what's your official title owner ceo do you know Badass. what my uh, title is on my uh, my email signature? Oh man, I saw that and I was like, that, he's just being funny. But I forget what it I forget what it is. I now. put it in as director of sanitation. And, yes, um, yes. I think ninety nine percent of the people miss that, and they'll occasionally randomly catch it and ask me about it. But uh, I think either well, either they've missed it or they don't say anything about it. But yeah, I'm the owner, uh, so I guess CEO. But, you know, that just seems kind of odd to call yourself that with this. Sure. Well, we uh, we saw the picture that was posted 
I don't know how many months ago that was. Oh, that was now. a fan favorite. And yeah, I mean, you're out there. <laughs> looks like you're just hanging out on Wall Street. And I got to read some comments. I pulled some comments from that day. And Mike P says, hey, I want this guy to take a look at my 401k. That's a great comment. Um, <laughs> the funny thing James is, says this guy. <laughs> I was actually yeah. on Wall Street when that picture was taken. Nice. Yeah. That was right outside awesome. the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> is that was I know I saw I think I saw a picture of you in front of the bull, right? Is that the one? That was a different or picture. No, but different yeah, picture? that was on that same trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. James says this guy looks like he's never seen an aquarium in his <laughs> life. So, and then Melissa says this isn't the cover of GQ magazine. So, it could be. A lot Melissa. of people don't know your background. So, <laughs> it could be, could yeah. Be. So why don't you fill everybody in on on your background? Because your background in the aquarium industry is pretty extensive. A little bit. Um, you know, I am a co-owner of a company called MRC. We, I mean, we started off with just hobby gear and um, we've really taken it to the next level and do a lot of work in the public aquarium space. So very, very large uh, aquariums there. And then the high-end consumer market. I've been doing that for... Well, really long time, longer than I than I care to admit. Kind of ages me a bit. Not that you know these grays are helping at all, but <laughs> do you have a favorite kind of reef tank? A favorite niche within the reefing hobby that uh, that kind of tickles your fancy? Yeah, that's funny because they've reef tanks have changed so much over the years. And my first reef tank was in college, and that was in the late nineties. It was a mixed reef, not a super successful mixed reef, but a mixed reef. And it, it, it was funny at that point. I really didn't care for SP. I wanted corals that moved, you know, movement was a big thing for me and I loved colors. I loved fish. And so trying to get that balance between the two was always that dream, which then, you know, later as I got more into the hobby, um, got out of college and actually was able to do a decent size aquarium, did it, did a full mixed reef with all SPS and LPS and softies. And my home tank at that point was 10 foot by three by three and had 168 fish in there, fully slammed out wow. with corals. Uh, yeah, it was a busy tank. So how's your tank now? Well, I took it down for a uh, kitchen remodel. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the wife won that one. Uh, it, but I, I kind of owed her because <laughs> when I was first putting that tank in, I described it maybe just a touch smaller, and it was only going to be two feet wide. And I figured there's no way she's going to know the difference between two feet and three feet. It's just not going to look that much different. Yeah. And so I had this, the uh, install scheduled when she was going out. And when she went out, the crew came in, started putting holes in the floor. It was obviously a tank that size. Being on the second floor needed some reinforcement. Steel beams went in. I knew as soon as the holes were there, it was going to be too late. Anyway... And tank goes in and, you know, for years she just commented, she's like, wow, you know, that makes the house look just a little bit smaller than I thought. And it just never picked up that the tank was actually bigger, but it was great. That's yeah. awesome. And did you, you said you have a new office tank yeah, that you're so going to be now, setting up here soon? Now setting up the new office tank and I'm kind of excited about that because that's really my favorite part. I love designing the aquarium, getting the equipment sorted out, you know, planning everything, uh, plumbing it all up. That's that's my favorite part. It's all the gear. I'm a gearhead. Yeah. The build, the build is the funnest yeah. part. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like when things are just growing. It's like okay, 
Yeah, I think that's why people set up other tanks, right? Because <laughs> it's like you just want to relive the yeah, build. Yeah, and, and that's why yeah. my job is kind of cool because I just get to design and build over and over and over again, and I don't have to maintain them. I just, after I'm done, kind of walk <laughs> away, and that's somebody else's yeah. problem. You probably know Nick Tiemens, right, from Infinity Aquariums yeah, in California. Amazing work. Puts out some just some amazing tanks. And I feel like while I a lot of what they do is maintenance work on those tanks that they've also installed, uh, a lot of it is kind of like a set it and forget it. But, I mean, putting aquariums in multi-million dollar homes has to be just like so cool to step away from and be like, yeah, uh, yeah I did yeah. that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, I, always, I always think of those big tanks. Although... I, and if Nick is watching this, not a huge fan of the coral inserts. Not a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. This isn't tanked. Let's go. Calling out <laughs> Nick. Ooh. <laughs> I think I gave I was, him. I gave him crap for that before. So <laughs> I'm sure you deal with this, Raj. Uh, like I was talking to Chris Cap. You know, during restock, wearing his shirt. By the way, there you go. Yeah, it's covered. But um, he was just talking about like their super wealthy clients. Uh, they're not used to hearing no. Yeah. And so, you know, it was interesting. I never thought about that. I'm like, oh, how fun would it be to put in like a, a put in a maintained aquarium for, you know, somebody famous or something like that. But then you're, you know, I didn't think about the fact that your customer is somebody who's not used to the answer. No, they're like, well, I want an octopus. I want a shark. I want live coral. And you're like, no, that doesn't work together. So I was thinking about your guy in L.A. I think he's in Los Angeles, right? I wonder how much he deals with that where he has to, like, you know, let them down easy. Like, ah, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. I think he said one of his first maintenance accounts was in Chicago, and it was Michael Jordan's house. Oh, wow. Can you imagine telling Michael Jordan no? (laughs) (laughs) Can't keep an octopus with a shark. (laughs) I think the only guy that successfully told Jordan no is a guy named Tim Grover. You guys are familiar with who he is? He's he's kind of like that Mm -mm. sports guru. That's where all of the big-time players went across all sports, but it started in basketball uh, when they needed, needed him to fix what was wrong with him. And sometimes it was rehab, but most of the time it was mental. And he would regularly tell them no just hearing it reading his book it was um was the book called relentless and he talks about all of that and how he's you know these people are not used to hearing no and they don't take to it very well um but he pulled it off but yeah to your point it's no it's it's not as fun as you would think that the charm wears (laughs) off really really quickly when uh, it, you have to entertain, because you have to entertain the request, right? You can't just say no. I'll remember that when I throw out some really wacky ideas to you in the future. <laughs> he's just saying, he, he's entertaining the, me right the, now. Just but, remember, okay. I have a lot of experience saying no in many different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd mentioned, obviously, you guys are in a lot, like MRCs in a lot of public aquariums. Can you name off any of those that you guys, uh, any of your clients? Oh, wow. Practically any major public aquarium that you've been to, we've worked on. So, you know, Georgia Aquarium, Steinhardt Aquarium, I mean, Monterey Bay, the Omaha Zoo has got a fantastic aquarium. You name it, we've been there and we've done a lot of work there. Yeah, we've got uh, St. Louis Aquarium here that was just installed about three years ago. They opened up on Christmas Day, 2019. So they were open all of 
maybe three weeks before they had to shut uh. down again. <laughs> And it was such a it was such a struggle because you know when you're a new aquarium in St. Louis a lot of our a lot of our public attractions like the St. Louis Zoo are free the art museum is free the history museum is free and then you've got this this private aquarium that is charging money and it's like twenty five dollars a person and people are complaining about the prices and all this stuff so it's hard to get people back into the swing of things but. Uh, they let me in when nobody was allowed in and I got to shoot a video and I got to see like everything. It was like one of those one of those moments where you just want to like pull up a chair and just bask in that moment of having the entire place to yourself. But uh, yeah, we've got the St. Louis Aquarium, we've got the St. Louis Zoo and I've done a couple of uh, backstage like tours and podcasts and things with people and the filtrations, it's different, you know, especially when you get into those hundreds of thousands of gallons in of those life support systems that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game yeah it doesn't scale like um you would you would imagine it's not just taking something it's not a linear scale right you can't just take a let's say protein skimmer and just make it bigger and expect it to work it's it's different and all the rules change all the rules on flow and turnover they're completely different i i think one of the biggest things that i took away i got a chance to scuba dive in the epcot uh the living seas and they took us on a little backstage tour and I was like, how many, t- how many water chains have you guys done? And, yeah. and the, and the, uh, the guy was like, you know, believe it or not, I think one, yeah. they did like one water change and it was 25 years ago yeah. or something like that. Cause they just, you know, they reuse the water, they clean it and they reuse it and they clean it and they reuse it. That was just mind blowing to me. Having just gotten into the hobby, I was like, wait, you can get away with not doing water changes. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I guess some of us try to do that here in the hobby, but uh, and I guess some are six, more successful than others. I, I was but, always uh, pretty bad with water changes. <laughs> I was um, a lazy yeah, yeah. reefer, and that's what really made me that gearhead. Is I wanted the equipment to do the work for me, so I I relied on all that tech and all the equipment. Well, Mark, let's get an update on uh, on on your system. How's how's everything going with yours? Uh, pretty good. I'm. I have to take my favorite fish out, so I've been trying to catch him. I have a regal angel, and uh, you know it's it's weird. It's uh, I've always been a guy that argues like I like my fish, and whatever corals they eat, I just won't keep those corals, and I'll just keep the corals that they don't eat. But uh, I don't know. It's just recently I've he's he's not eating or she. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's a he, but um, it. I have a feeling it's just being a little jerk and irritating a bunch of corals. And so I kind of want to see if I remove him, what do the corals look like after two to three, maybe a month, you know, is there more polyp extension and all that. So that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, everything's growing great. Just kind of did a reboot and pulled a bunch of softies out. What Raj was saying about, I like corals that move, you know, when he was back in the 90s. I went through my SPS craze like everybody else. And then after a while, I just, you know, I think it was, you know, one of those nights where you're just drinking beer and thinking. And I was like, you know, I like corals that move. Why am I doing all this SPS crap? And so, you know, I think people listening to Reef Therapy in the past know this about me. So I did pull out some softies, but I'm just putting a few more LPS and stuff in. But I mean, everything's everything's rocking. I don't do a lot of water changes either. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have to say goodbye to the uh, Regal? Is is it going back to the fish store or another tank or? 
And so the main tank's like a 180, but in the basement, I've got a little 60-gallon tank. And, and this Regal's only about two and a half inches. I've had them for a while, but they're real slow growers. So I'm tempted to, and just backstory, that 60-gallon, I kept the corals I thought he would eat, you know, like trackies and real fleshy corals. So now I'm like, well, what if I move those into the bigger tank if there's no angel in there, and then I just keep him in the 60 for, you know, another year or two, get to enjoy him before I move them on to somebody with a larger tank. But if I take them out and there's really no change in the corals and it's, you know, it's a me issue, then I'll just put them back in. Yeah. So, cause they're such cool fish and I don't know, I think I'd get bored with just tangs and I, I find reef safe fish kind of boring. Definitely. Yeah. Like they're good to do what they yeah. need to do, but you know, you see those tanks that have like 30 different tangs and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just at a I was a couple tank tours that I did just recently and you know, the flame angel is such a beautiful, you know, pygmy angel fish and uh, uh the coral beauty and you always hear oh, reef safe with caution or whatever and these guys are just throwing them in their tanks and you know, if if they're eating, if they're nipping at stuff, it's not evident, yeah. you know what I mean? One of my favorite fish is the emperor angel and I think I most I wish that angel fish would stay in that juvenile state for a oh, long yeah. time cuz that the patterns on those things are just the juvie emperors yeah. Oh yeah, and um queens and the uh half moon, they all kind of have that you know, the black and white and blue kind of swirly pattern on them. I kind of wish they kept that, but I did have an emperor that I raised up into that weird phase where it's kind of striped and swirly at the same time. And then I had to do a tank breakdown and send them back off to the LFS. But uh, that was kind of, kind of depressing, <laughs> but there are such beautiful I, fish. That's yeah. for sure. If you get the room for them, definitely cool. I, I had an emperor in a reef as a juvie and, you know, he did his transformation. And then once he transformed, he turned into the biggest a-hole on the planet <laughs> it wasn't even what corals he ate I, I put up with that but he was like uh i don't know i mean if you anybody that's in the freshwater you know like central americans like cichlids are jerks but central american cichlids you know like the red devil they call it a red devil for a reason mm -hmm. they're like uber jerks he turned into like a Central American cichlid where he just like all the fish were on one side of the tank. Like, please don't beat on me, beat on him. You know, like <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. So I um, luckily I had a friend with a 400 gallon tank, you know, and he took him. But uh, yeah, I've done that. I have a flame angel now. He's he's pretty well behaved. I, you know, most of those guys are pretty, pretty decent. But the ones I've always had yeah, are jerks. I, don't know, I love angels. Oh, the ones <laughs> I've that? always the flame angels. They've always been jerks. Yeah, they can be. They start to pester the little guys in the I tank, had, right? They just I had one. He went after my emperor angel. Like he just hated him. And a flame yes, angel? He wow. started eating him alive. Like started taking flesh wow. from its side. <laughs> and I had to get that guy out. And this was in the ten foot reef. God, it was so difficult. But finally got him out and you know my big angel was was okay he recovered but the guy was a big time jerk i don't know who ended up with him so sorry that's sorry. crazy in a 10 foot <laughs> tank that pygmy went went cannibal on on an emperor that's 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 a hardcore flame yeah. angel, jeez. Yeah, I think the only fish that I ever had that happen to uh, was a dog face puffer. I had a fish only tank, and I kind of want one again just because there are so many great fish out there. But I had a dog face puffer, and you know, it was feeding frenzy time, and he just like 
took the back half off of a chalk bass and this chalk bass is just like swimming without a tail all of a sudden i was like well finish him off like at least put him out of his misery finish him have your treat i guess for me i just set up this uh i just set up this 10 gallon tank for two um two clownfish my two first successful clownfish spawns uno and dose they're in there and it one chicago sunburst that i got from a buddy oh nice and it is like the best tank. I love this tank so much. It's not only easy to take care of, but the fact that this 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 uh, NEM is just like spreading out. It's just like getting so big. I can't wait for it to split and just for them, you know, to have multiple three or four different anemones in there. I'm sure I should be careful what I wish for, but uh, it's not always the most expensive, the most complex systems that really bring the most joy i think so uh, if you're listening and you've just got enough money for a 10 gallon tank something simple like that spend your yeah. money on a, a nice like 100 200 300 nem and a couple of codfish and just watch it just watch it work so and lots of mrc um, gear don't that's... listen to them <laughs> yeah. i need no mrc gear down here but it would be it would be a fun overkill video, I would say. Uh, I'm sorry, you're not coming through. I, uh, I can't hear you. Oh, I was like, are you really having technical difficulties right now? <laughs> As we transition here, I just kind of want to, Raj, I want to ask you. So, I mean, I think a lot of people have applauded the first decisions that you've made with who you've brought on. I mean, it's like it's like the all-star team of the who's who of reef keepers and, and knowledge in this industry. What's what's the vision for reef builders? What do you see in the future? What can you let us in on? Well, I, I'm glad it was well received. Um, you know, I wanted to bring that old school knowledge back and really get it out there. But I also Seriously. wanted to get so some things that are going to be coming up now is stuff that they wrote maybe 20 years ago. How does that change now? You know, what are their thoughts on those exact same subjects now? Now that we have more experience, we have more knowledge, I think that's going to be super, super interesting. And I tried to get a mix of people that have just different experiences and different reach, um, providing content with stuff that you don't normally see. Um, some, you know, some great behind the scenes looks at some of these big exclusive aquarium builds that are going on, um, some public aquarium stuff, a lot of uh, cool DIY projects. There, there's a lot, and, th and there's some contributors that are going to be coming online that haven't been announced. So lots to look forward to. Yeah, it's awesome. You mentioned you mentioned going back 20 years and reading some of those articles and those studies that they've done in the past. The one thing that I've noticed over all these different tank tours and, and super successful reef keepers is that halides have kind of just stuck around and almost had had like a resurgence over the past like three or four years. Yeah. And I know it's going to be tough to get those bulbs eventually, but I mean, should they be going out? Should they be staying well, in? Well, I mean, you, that's, you remember that's a big back in the day, the, the whole pitch was you could buy an LED that was going to burn 25, 50 watts, and it's going to equal the output of your 250 or 400 watt halide. Uh, we now know that that's not the case. And so now with the power difference going away, there's obviously other benefits and other things that people are looking at. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. There's, just, there's, there's a lot of talk about halides again. Mark, you're going to say something? Man, I don't know who said it at Reefstock. Maybe I want to say maybe it was uh, Rich Ross, but he said halides 
or somebody said halides are like the vinyl records are, are, are to reef keeping what vinyl records are to music where leds are like digital music are way more convenient and you can do a lot more with them uh, there's a lot more features around digital music right but um there's something that draws back people back to vinyl that's like an analog sound that you know and I even, I, I feel like there's some merit there, but like anybody that's grown a reef under halides, we haven't hit that with LEDs yet, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think you can grow an amazing reef. You can deliver amazing coral coloration in SPS with LED. There's absolutely no reason, you know, like there, to, to not use LEDs, but there's just still this... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's still something that's just not there, you know, that you get with halides. But there's also a lot of downsides, obviously, right? They're, I mean, it's, they're hot as hell. I, we all burned our arms on them, <laughs> reaching into the tank, and then, you know, 700-degree bulbs, like, singeing your arm hairs. And, and then, you know, people are running chillers and people are running air conditioners at, like, cooler, vo- you know, cooler temperatures in their house. So, yeah, they sucked in many ways, right? But, uh, like, I, I don't have a desire to go back. But at the same rate, um, there is a nostalgia there, right? The same way people are buying vinyl records. There's something about it that I, I totally get. So I love that I think, analogy. Uh, that's that's yeah, great. That's, that's yeah. awesome. The, the last tank tour I had, the guy, the guy, uh, his name is Doug. He had... I think they're Hamilton fixtures, so it was halide. Why am I was blanking? The VHOs, because right those were king back he, then. You oh, remember the VHO Tenix? I think I. Th- yeah, yes. I it, might, it might be that combo. Yeah. Uh, plus, he also had LED strips, so he's like, "I'm running all three, baby." He's just this this hybrid system of you know, and he had it all mapped out to where it was. First, the strips come on, the LED strips, and then the halides come on. And then the T5s come on and then, oh, the, yeah. you know, and then it finishes with the strips again at night. So he had a whole thing mapped out and he had great growth. And that, that's the main reason why he, he went back to halides was just the growth of his coral was exponential over LED. So, you know, I, I see all the bulk reef supply videos on lighting and they use the, the T5 blue plus bulb from ATI as the gold standard, <laughs> right? And I'm like, that's not the gold <laughs> standard in my opinion, but um, and then now there's this talk about, you know, well, you know, I think we got too obsessed with PAR and it's more about the distribution of light. And there's, I think, a lot of validity to that. But I, Raj, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you remember Cappuccino Bay oh, yeah. Aquarium in Georgia here in Atlanta? Did I you ever did. go to that store? Do you remember they had coral race flats that were 12 inches yep. of water and they were putting thousand watt halides yes. over it? thousand watt 20k halides they were amazing and you know you think okay according to modern wisdom every coral in those flats would just fry to death no i mean the sps they had in there were phenomenal i mean just crazy it it sucked to buy stuff from them because you get it home and put it under your 250 (laughs) watt halides and it'd be like (laughs) sad coral it's not as the colors would fade yeah <laughs> you know so you know i don't know i i know where they're i know where the messaging is going and where the philosophy of lighting is going but it's like yeah but i remember those thousand watt halides over 12 inches yeah. of water and those those acros were insane i've never seen yeah. a coral so. look more amazing than under those 1000 watt halides um but you know i mean radions now can do some impressive things and lots of cool features that 
True, a thousand yeah. waters couldn't do. I mean, a thousand waters where you turn them on, it's going to get really, really hot, and your corals are going to grow, and <laughs> yeah. your power bill is going to be depressing. Uh, but you know, that was it. I guess, I guess that's like your and your friends ask you why this room is like ten <laughs> degrees hotter than the rest of your house. You know, it's like why is it so hot in here? The basement's actually warm. That's, right. that's so weird. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's the bonus. See, if you live in a colder Mark, climate, you don't have to worry about heat. Just Put on your halides. Mm. Yeah. True. Mark, I actually have a question for you. Now that you've got the CEO of Reef Builders in front of you, <laughs> is there anything that over the years you've noticed that you'd like to change or that you would like to see in the in the future? You know, I had a good, uh, I had a, it was a brief chat. Uh, and I, I'm guessing Raj talked to about 6,000 people at Restock because I'm sure everybody's coming up to him with questions. So he, I don't know if he remembers, you know, what he said to me, but he hit the nail on the head with something that I thought about a long time ago. And that was, um, and it's sad, you know, because it's, it's kind of poignant in, in terms of what happened to Jake. But I, you know, long a time ago, I looked at reef builders and I looked at what Jake was building. And I, I don't want to discount the work that so many other reef builder contributors did but a lot of it was on Jake's shoulders, you know? And I come from a world where in my, my day job, we always look at the, um, it used to be, HR got in the way and like we have to be a lot more appropriate what we say now, right? But we used to be like, you know, if Ted gets hit by a bus, are we screwed, right? Now it's if Ted get, wins the lottery. And then maybe it's morbid to say that because, you know, in this case, Jake passed away, you know, in a tragic way. But I always had that fear of like, well, if, if something happens to Jake, what happens to reef builders? And this is sort of where my brain went when Jake passed away, right? And why I kind of disappear because I was like, well, it's over. Jake's gone, you know? And again, I don't mean to discredit Evan or or Jeremy and all the hard work that they did in, but it's just the the soul of Reef Builders was Jake. And what I loved about what Raj is doing is he's bringing all of these, what I, in my opinion, I'm going to use the term heavyweights, like people that have contributed a lot to the hobby, a diversity of opinion. And so now it's like it's resting on the shoulders. I mean, obviously Raj, it's resting on his shoulders, but it's resting... From a contribution level and content level, it's resting on so many other people's shoulders, including you, right? And so I think that diversity of opinion is great, right? And what something that um, Raj says is, you know, there were people that disagreed with Jake, you know? I mean, they liked him and they respected him. But now you have this diversity of opinion where you can say, well, I kind of don't agree with that guy, but I do agree with that guy, you know? So you have that, and I think it's a, having that larger team presence is really going to carry Reef Builders forward and it kind of addressed that weakness that Reef Builders had of like, hey, you know, Jake's, Jake was like the, the face of Reef Builders, but I wish he had never passed away. But like, you know, there was even he and I had discussions of like, well, if you quit, like if you decide to like, I'm going to go get, you know, because he and I used to joke about uh, when we retire getting a sailboat. <laughs> Liveaboard sailboat and starting a new YouTube channel where we just go to every island that has like a rare endemic angelfish and then just documenting it like okay we're in Ascension Island here okay guys we're gonna you know and that was gonna be our like retirement thing I don't think the wives were necessarily on board <laughs> with that yet but but it was like you know if Jake decides like I'm gonna go do something else what would have happened you know and so I literally thought oh shit, you know, this is it for reef builders. I don't, I don't know what it's going to turn into after this. And then when Raj bought it, I was like, oh, okay, I know Raj. He's a cool dude. And he was a friend of Jake's. And then he started announcing all these great people. And I was like, okay, I think this is, this is great. Like this is the best possible outcome, you know? So long, long, 
story long to answer your question. Uh, that was what I would have wanted to see, and that's what I'm seeing, right? So I feel a massive amount of imposter syndrome. I got to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I always did with Jake, man. It was like. Oh, yeah. uh, he had this studio, and, and, and then I, he was like, let's do a podcast. And then like I was like, everybody's going to be like, who the hell is this dude, you know? <laughs> Everybody did with Jake. And then it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think we all have that one story of when Jake called us out, uh, I, or, or at least put us in our place. And for me, it was, yeah. it was with the, the Weeping Willow leather. And I don't know if anybody <laughs> saw the video that I, that I posted. I think it was one of my last couple that I posted on the Llama channel, but... Uh, I actually have the the receipts, the email receipts of me asking, hey, I think I might have, I think I might have just purchased like a Weeping Willow or something similar to what you've got in your tank. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Can you tell me like what are some of the characteristics? And he immediately chirped back real quick and was like, already did that. Go do your own research. Uh, I did. I've done multiple videos on this. Go check it out for yourself. And I was like, well, that was kind of, he's got a point and I should probably do this. So I went off and I, and I think I gained some respect from him for doing that. Cause I feel like most people would just be like, oh, this guy's a dick. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, uh, he wanted, I think at, at, at the very core of who Jake Adams was, is he just wanted people to learn and be inspired and to love it as much as he did. I've had multiple texts with with reef friends here in St. Louis that are like, what's gonna happen to the Reef Builder Studio? What's happening? And I was like, I don't know. Jake was a superhuman. Like the guy did not stop. He lived, he ate, he breathed. Corals, that studio. It's just I do like that there's gonna be a little bit of diversity and opinion and all of that stuff with you know how the how the uh, reefbuilders.com is gonna go. But yeah, there's 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 a hole. There's a hole and it's it's gonna take a lot of people to fill that hole. Well, and it, you know, you don't wanna preserve and honor it in a static state. You want it to you know, or I, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to speak for Raj, of course, but like you want it to get even bigger and better, right? You want it to grow and, and, and be beyond that. And that's like, that's the potential I see now of all of these people that uh, I respect and admire that I feel like I could learn something from all being, you know, members and contributing to that, to the Reef Builders project to me is awesome, you know, because I was sitting there thinking like, what, who's the one guy that could replace Jake? And I was like, nobody, you know, I really felt that way. But then, you know, it's like, well, no, it's like, you've got the Marvel, you know, Avenger team assembling. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that'll work, you know? Um, I'm definitely Ant-Man, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Ant-Man. You, you, you nailed it. <laughs> Nobody can replace Jake, and nobody's going to try to replace Jake. You know, All we can do is honor his legacy. And there, there were things that Jake wanted to do. Yeah. And there's, so, there's only so much he could do himself. And that's one of my goals now is to make sure that we do everything we can to make some of his ideas, uh, to bring them into fruition, You know, to, to at least explore them, go down those paths and see where they take us. And, and one of us can't do it. It's going to take a team of people. One of my crazy ideas to Raj when we first initially talked was, okay, the name is Reef Builders. We're all building reefs in our house and in our basements or in our fish rooms or whatever, but how much more could we actually go out and do some community service and go out plant some corals on the reef? And, you know, that's a that's more of a worldwide thing. That, I think, brings this 
from and I know that there's the, the Australia, you know, reef stock and all that, but it's this is a worldwide thing, you know, coral dying on the reefs and all of that stuff is it affects us all. And I feel like if there's one thing that reef builders can do is unite people in the hobby, but also unite people around the world that just want to see the reef survive. If there's anything we can do, make those trips available to people, let people know where they can volunteer, those kinds of things. I think that's another a huge factor that could play a role in the future. Yeah, too, definitely. So. You're going to start seeing a lot more of that, um, you know, the education stuff. And it's going to be more so where you can get educated, where you can take these courses, um, positions that are available in this industry. Because there's a, there's a lot missing, I think. And, and it's tough for people that want to get into this hobby as a business or as a job uh, career to really find that. I, I think this platform's perfect for that. Just really connecting all those dots. I said this, I think, early on in reef therapy that I went and got my biology degree, right? You're a freshman in college and you're like, oh, what are you going to major in? I'm like, oh, what do I like? And at that time, I was an aquarium nerd and I was like, oh, I'll do biology, right? You know, and, uh, but then in, the 90s, 95 to 99 was when I was in college, there was no real way to make money, I thought, in the hobby, right? I, I in my, my brain was like, oh, there's no way to do this. Um, and then, you know, I worked with some marine biologists that were like waiting tables at night to pay the bills. And I thought, shit, you know, I'm going to graduate with student loans. What am I going to do? And I, so I, I chose a different path after college, but I never had the 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 crystal ball to see you know what jake did with reef builders what raj did with mrc and i thought oh wait there is a way to have a career in this hobby you know and but so i i what raj what you said is great because i i hope there's a kid like me like that's a freshman in college that's like hey i really like this and i'd like to turn this into a career but you know see where that where those opportunities lie right um so it's it's you know nobody could have predicted YouTube and social media and you know yeah that's where we really um, have to give it up for yeah I mean even like we Ryan and uh, and Jake like they were early and, and gosh I mean it, imagine that yeah. idea that hey I'm gonna make a business out of just talking about aquariums that still sounds crazy to me. When yeah. he was like I'm gonna build this studio in this warehouse next to a brewery I was like what. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I need a place to make YouTube content. Like, what? <laughs> you know, and then now it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's one of the main struggles is that as a YouTuber, you know, there would be companies that would send me things and I have three tanks. You know, you gotta, you gotta have multiple vessels that you can test things on and you can put products on. You can show people how they work or how they don't work. Like, it's funny because we were at the Reef Builders studio at Reefstock, which, by the way, perfect location next to a brewery. Come on. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> Just pop on over. I'll take that. I'll take that. I, I wonder how many times he was over there in a day. But uh, I remember going through the entire, like, chronological order of each tank and when it was placed and, you know, where it went and what the plan was for it and all that kind of stuff. It's just it, story binds us all. And I feel like he did such a great job and you become bonded with, with YouTubers and with their pets. I mean, the amount of people that have followed my two clownfish, Uno and Dose is, is crazy. I get people that ask me about them all the time and they're, they're just clownfish, you know, and they're just the two that survived out of hundreds, you know what I mean? But it's, it's the That's stories funny. that, 
that bind us, you know? Yeah, I, re I remember my dad, <laughs> um, he was early with this idea, talked about, oh, you should do a blog about your aquarium. And I was so mean to the guy. So I was like, nobody wants to read a stupid blog about my stupid <laughs> aquarium. <laughs> and now that's a thing. Um, and there's, I don't know if there's much worse than telling your dad that, oh yeah, you were right. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, social media is still weird to me because you walked up to me, Remy, at the uh, restock and you're like, Hey, and it's like, we've never met, but I've watched all your videos. So I feel like I know you, but I don't, Yeah. you know, like we've never talked, but it's like, oh yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. I just watched your where you donated a weeping willow, I believe, to the Shed Aquarium, if I got that right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I just watched that. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I know you, but I don't. And then I had people walking up to me in the same way. And it's just this weird, you have connections with people that you've never met, you know. But but the upside is like, oh, you're like, oh, I can get along with that guy because, you know, I like what he likes, you yeah. know. And yeah, I mean, it's still weird. I mean, when we started Reef Therapy, I remember like thinking like, well, I, I, he would always call me. So I thought, OK, you just want to turn our phone calls into a podcast. I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and then I think one of the first episodes, somebody was like, you know, who's this guy? Like, why are we staring at his couch? You know, like, why isn't he in front of a freaking aquarium? And I'm like all right, man, like I got two small kids. Like I can go upstairs in front of my aquarium and you're going to have two kids running around and it's going to be chaos, you know? And then it was like, you know, years later, uh, somebody, when I did, I think it was the wrapping with Reef Bomb, somebody was like, I missed that couch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and it's, like, it's just this, this crazy, it's so, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I, I'm still stuck in the 90s, I think, in my head sometimes. So. I've had a little bit of practice with radio, you know, being the day job. Uh, you know, I started that 15 years ago and it's, it's even more weird when people come up to you and like start noting certain things that you've talked about on the air about your personal life and your family oh. and things like that. Uh, but you just kind of, you just kind of learn to roll with it a little bit. So it's, it's, I guess it's a little bit of an advantage for me to meet people at conventions and things like that who have never, who I've never met before, but they've obviously seen me that, that disconnect isn't necessarily there, but I've had, you know, 15, 20 years of practice with that. So, but it is odd. The first couple of times it happens, you know, they'll, they'll, my mother-in-law does it all the time still. She's like citing things from the show that, you know, every single <laughs> radio show that I do now is very much like a, okay, we'll plan the whole thing. We got four hours hours of content and then once the, those mics are off at the end of the day purge it's like gone from my brain it's like studying for a final in college where you just know it until the moment and then it's gone it's exactly how radio is uh so she'll cite things and she'll be like oh you're talking about uh, falling down the stairs the other day and i'm like i don't i don't remember any of this but i pretend <laughs> so do you get it like where somebody walks up our use used to more people knowing you from radio and then when somebody starts talking reef are you like oh 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 okay <laughs> or is it a, i don't know it's a my worlds have collided a couple times uh yeah a couple weeks ago or last week we posted up this video i don't know if you guys are familiar with the country singer morgan wallen but yeah. you if you pitch up his voice he sounds exactly like miley cyrus <laughs> and so we posted this video what? on we posted this video on tiktok and this thing has 5 million views randomly. Wow. But if you go to the comments section, it's like 
Is that the llama? Is the is the llama? Is that you, Remy? Bahama llama coral. So that's happened, and uh, there's been a oh, there was a there's a really fun moment when we were. Uh, so a lot of times we'll do these come along trips where we'll take listeners to you know sandals or whatever. We'll go on like a resort. So my wife and I will get a free trip, and we'll broadcast live from the beach for four days, and you know tell everybody to come to sandals and all that. Are you taking notes, Raj? No, it's not, it's not coming through. You know, I'm having audio difficulties again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this like welcome party that the sandals staff is putting on and there's just drums and trumpets and all this like saxophones and horns and everything and it's really fun and this guy comes up and he's Bahamian he comes up and he taps me on the shoulder and he goes Lama is that you <laughs> and I was like Yes, and he introduced himself, and he's like, "I'm a huge fan." You know, he he's grown up in the Bahamas; he's lived there his entire life. And I was like, "Why the hell are you watching some random dude from St. Louis, the middle of the country, when you have a reef in your backyard?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that that was another moment where it kind of collided. So that was that was a lot of fun because then I was like, "Okay, mm, international. That's pretty yeah, sweet. All that's right. not bad. Not bad." <laughs> Got a friend of mine that works yeah, down at the yeah, uh, Flor- yeah. Florida Aquarium. He ended up on some reality show out in Norway because he's Norwegian. And they had this show where they go and they pluck people from all over the world that have Norweg- Norwegian roots. And then they drop you back into Norway and you kind of retrace your ancestors. And he ended up being this huge uh, celebrity out there. Reality show celebrity, yeah. Oh wow, that sounds actually like a cool show. I, I know it sounds that. incredible. So I <laughs> yeah. remember going out there because I, I had talked to him about this and saying, "Hey, I'm going out there," and I carried his picture around with me, so I could see if anybody knew him, and I could get, I don't know, like kind of ride the coattails of his celebrity because I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know anybody in Norway, and I want, I want cool stuff for free. Didn't it didn't work. work. Right. I, I went you off season to save no? money, and there was like nobody there. It was a ghost town, which was kind of ah. incredible, but yeah, I, I couldn't use. And then, I, then I just was that weird guy that had a picture of Eric on my phone. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I work in you know corporate America, and you know for this is a funny thing. It's like you know they all. T- we're making fun of Raj for being like Wall Street. Like I work for a Wall Street company, but I wear T-shirts and work from home. But, but I always want like I'm waiting for somebody at my corporate job to just stumble upon some reef therapy and be like, "Is that Mark?" You know, and just having that like. So wait, you talk online about aquariums and just you know just that. I mean, even my neighbor, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go do this podcast, and it's like, wait, what? You know, it's like, yeah, it's about aquariums. There's a market for that. You know, like if if you're not in the aquarium world, you're like, dude, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are countless stories about that. My hygienist the other day was like, your wife said you give talks at coral conferences. Is that a thing? I was like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And that's where I stopped. I just stopped because, you know, they put their their hands in your mouth and you can't talk anyway. So (laughs) that's true. Well, guys, uh, Raj, I want to open it up. Did you want to say anything else before we... And I promise in future reef therapies, we will like stick to fish and corals and things like aquariums and equipment and all that kind of stuff. I just, I felt like this is one of those where, you know, obviously wanted to say hello to Mark again and, you know, introduce everybody to Raj, you know, let Raj introduce himself. So is there anything that you, anything you want to leave people Uh, with? I just want to 
you know, thank everybody. Thank all the fans for sticking with us and, um, you know, supporting what we're doing uh, and supporting Jake's family. It's really, really, really important to us all. And uh, tune in. Mark, any final words? I'm glad to see this continue. And um, I'm really excited for, you know, the future Reefbuilders. I think Jake would be too, right? I mean, it's 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 going to be exciting to see where things go. And, you know, and I'm a consumer, right? Like I read... I read the Reef Builders blog. I, I, that was the thing. It's like it's one of my favorites on my browser. It's where I go to in the morning, you know. So, it's just it's great that knowing that you know Raj, you know, picked it up and is going to keep it going. And yeah, no, I think it's going to be fun, man. It's uh, I'm I'm just genuinely excited. So you know, it's it it was a tragic sequence of events that happened last fall, and there were a lot of question marks, and there was a lot of confusion, and it's just nice to see like optimism or feel optimism, right? Yeah, that, that's a great feeling for something that you care about. So, Raj, is that is that GoFundMe still up, or is there any way to? Because Windsor, she's still going to be a part of this, correct? She is. She is definitely a part of this, and we have put some things in motion that will you know take care of um, her and their little frag, which is coming along. Um, in perpetuity, uh, you know, that is, that was something that was really, really important. Yeah. I think that GoFundMe is still alive, but even just supporting reef builders and reef therapy and reef stock, it, it all trickles down to her and does help them. Yeah. I got a chance to meet her for the first time at reef stock Denver and I, I cannot describe she's the sweetest person she's in the great. world. Like never met her in person and she like hugged me to start and was like you know so great to meet you and she's just so warm um and it's it's obviously tragic what happened uh but she's gonna be a great mom i know that for Definitely. sure so well guys thank you so much for for hanging out and uh, i hope that uh, everybody got a little a little bit uh, got to know raj a little bit better on this on this podcast yeah, sorry so. i didn't wear my suit until next time <laughs> <laughs> next time uh, than has than that covered that. you cannot That's take than's looks <laughs> <laughs> well thanks guys we'll see you next thanks. time All right. thanks remy <laughs>